Well, good morning, Lighthouse Baptist Church. Good morning. It's good to see all of you today. Let's start with a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for every single person here today, God. We love you. We thank you. And God, we want to worship you today in spirit and truth, God. God, on Thursday, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. But God, I pray that today we will learn more about Thanksgiving and what it means and what it looks like to give thanks to you, God. We're so thankful for you, God. Every good and perfect gift is from above, God. So we want to thank you for all things that are good in our life because we know that they all come from you. We love you, God. We thank you. Please speak through me. Please use me. Please guide us by your Holy Spirit, God, so that we can understand what it is you have to say to us today. We love you. Thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, Thursday is Thanksgiving. We're about to celebrate Thanksgiving. And thankfully for us, we have a psalm about Thanksgiving. If you turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bible with you, to Psalm 100, I don't know what translation you have. My translation says a psalm for giving thanks. Some of your translations will say a psalm for grateful praise. Some of yours will say a psalm for thanksgiving. But either way, the psalms often have titles. Sometimes they will say who they're written by. This one doesn't tell us who it was written by, so we're just going to call this person the psalmist. But this is a psalm for giving thanks, and it's only five verses. So if you have your Bible, uh, you can read along with me. Verse 1, it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Let me ask a question and I'm sure I know the answer to this, to this already. Do you guys know who Fred Rogers is? You may know him by the name Mr. Rogers. If you do know who Mr. Rogers is, you know he's one of the kindest people who have ever lived and he had his own show of course and in 1997 he received an Emmy for a lifetime achievement award and he had a pretty unique acceptance speech when he went on stage he said will you all take 10 minutes or 10 seconds with me and close your eyes and think of someone that has loved you into being in other words will you Think of somebody who helped you become who you are. Think of somebody who cared 
for you. And so he said, close your eyes and think about that for 10 seconds and I'll watch the time. And so thousands of people in the audience and all over the world watching the Emmys spent 10 seconds thinking of a special person or special people in their life who loved them and helped them become who they are. And at the end of those 10 seconds, Mr. Rogers said, how fortunate that person must feel, how pleased they must be to know they had that effect on your life. Now the question is, why was Fred Rogers using his acceptance speech to get people to think about people who had made a difference in their life? Well, the answer to that question is he knew the importance of gratitude. He knew that we talk about gratitude, we celebrate gratitude like we do on Thanksgiving, but oftentimes we don't really know how to practice gratitude. We don't always realize the value of gratitude. And we think, oh, well, in order to be thankful and practice gratitude, we have to be really good at it. We have to spend 30 minutes or hours being thankful, but he proved, no, you just need 10 seconds. Just 10 seconds of gratitude can make a lifetime worth of difference. Years of your life can be changed from even 10 seconds of gratitude. So Thursday on Thanksgiving, we're celebrating our gratitude to who? Well, to a lot of different people, but Thanksgiving is a day marked by Thanksgiving to God, or thanking God for all of the good that he's done in our lives, and we're thanking God that he is good. And our passage today teaches us about gratitude. It teaches us about thanksgiving. It teaches us what giving thanks to God is. It teaches us how to give thanks to God. It teaches us why we give thanks to God. And in verses 1 through 2, we see what giving thanks to God is. Now, verses 1 through 2, he says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Now, what does this mean for us? Why does it say, make a joyful noise to the Lord, enter his presence with singing? Well, a lot of times on Thanksgiving or when we're practicing giving thanks to God or practicing gratitude, we believe that Thanksgiving is all about feeling thankful on the inside. Now that's good. It's good to feel thankful on the inside, but that's just thanks. Thanksgiving is expressing on the outside what you feel and what you know on the inside. Without expressing it on the outside, it's not Thanksgiving. It's just thanks. But we learn in our passage today that what Thanksgiving is, is expressing ourselves to God, saying thank you out loud to God. Can you think of a place where people do this a lot? Funerals. If you have a funeral, people express on the outside what they're thinking on the inside. Have you been to a funeral and you heard the person speaking about the person who has passed away? They said all of these things that they're thankful for about this person. You walk around and you hear people telling stories 
about the person that passed away and you hear how thankful they are. But something, when I started going to funerals for the first time as a young person really struck me. I wondered why did they never say this stuff to the person when they were alive? They can't receive any of this Thanksgiving now that they're dead. It's not going to help them at all now that they're dead. How much would it have encouraged that person to hear other people say what they're now saying at this funeral? Now that person who passed away might have known that people were thankful towards them, but that thanks was never given or expressed out loud to them. And so for me, I concluded I don't want to wait till somebody dies to talk about how thankful I am for them. I want to tell them to their face how thankful I am to them. And the good thing about God is that we don't have to worry about going to his funeral. He's not going to die. But we do have to worry that we will live our whole lives and never give our thanks to God. God loves hearing our thanksgiving. He loves our praise. He loves for us to come and express on the outside what we feel about him on the inside. But that's what thanksgiving is. It's telling God how thankful we are to him. It's good to feel it. It's good to feel thankful to God. But that's not all that thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is expressing it. And that is why he says, come into his presence with singing. Make a joyful noise to God. In other words, express on the outside what you're feeling on the inside. Tell God how thankful you are towards him and tell him what you are thankful for. So we learn what thanksgiving is. But we also learn why we need thanksgiving. Why do we need to give thanks to God? Why is it so important for us to thank God? Well, our passage, look at verse 3. He says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, if we don't know that the Lord is God, if we don't know that we are his, if we don't know that it is he who created us, then we won't know that we are his people. We won't know that we are the sheep of his pasture. And Deuteronomy chapter 11 verses, or sorry, Deuteronomy 8 verses 11 through 18, we see a longer passage that really emphasizes what Psalm 100 is talking about. Now, this is talking specifically about their freedom from being slaves in Egypt. So starting in verse 11, it says, Take care lest you, what? Lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. So don't forget about the Lord your God by forgetting to practice what he tells you. And it says, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. 
who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, and who brought you water out of the flinching rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. What is that talking about at all? It's talking about how we tend to forget all of the good things that God has done for us. And if we forget all of the good things that God has done for us, what does this passage say will happen? We'll take credit for it. We'll say, yeah, I was a slave in Egypt, but it was because of how big and strong I am that I earned and gained my freedom. And that whole long passage was a reminder of all of the good things that God did to free his people. And it says, if you do not remember the good things that God has done for you, you will slowly but surely start taking credit for what you have. And if you don't start taking credit for what you have, you will give credit to idols. You'll give credit to things or to people where credit is not due. Why do we give thanks to God? So that we can know that the Lord is God. So that we can know deep down inside of us that every good and perfect gift is from me, from my family, from my friends. No, from above. And only by giving thanks to God can we know and remember that the Lord is God. The Lord created us, made us, sustains us, supplies our every need for us. So we see what giving thanks to God is. We see why we give thanks to God. But now the question is, how do we give thanks to God? How do we practice thanksgiving? And I touched on it earlier, but oftentimes at Thanksgiving, we say, well, today is Thanksgiving. And of course, every day is a good day to give thanks. But we say, how do I do it? It's nice to eat all of this food. It's nice to watch the Cowboys game. It's nice to spend time with family. But I don't really understand what exactly this has to do with giving thanks. How do we give thanks? Well, verse 4 shows us how we give thanks. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So what does he say? He says, enter his courts, or his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Why does it talk about gates? Why is it talking about courts? What does that have to do with anything? Well, most likely what this passage is talking about is a very specific gate. It's the gate to enter into the temple. It's the courts inside the temple. What is the temple? Well, they built the temple 
for God to reside on earth in the temple. So when the Psalms talk about going to the temple, it's talking about what? It's talking about going into the presence of God. So what is this verse saying? It's saying when you enter into the presence of God, enter with thanksgiving, enter with praise. Going into God's presence, thanksgiving is not just a part of being in the presence of God. It's how we should enter into the presence of God. What does that even mean, though? What does that look like for us in real life? Well, Timothy Keller, one of my favorite preachers, talked about how when he started out as a pastor early on, a woman in his church approached him, and she said, every time I pray, I get worried. I feel anxious. I don't feel that peace that people talk about with praying to God. And he reminded her, do you remember in the Lord's Prayer, adoration comes before petition. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's adoration. And then you move on to petition. In other words, you enter his presence with thanksgiving and praise. Now that's not a hard and fast rule. I'm not saying you can't pray without first adoring God. But it's a good model for prayer. It's a model of prayer that Jesus himself gave to us. And a month later, this woman returned to Timothy Keller, and she told him that doing that, adoring God before I petition him, ask him for things, changed everything. Because when I start with adoration, I realize that the things that I'm asking for, I want them too much. But when I go through adoration first, it relaxes me. It helps me to see that all of these things that I'm asking for, I already have them in God, and I can still ask for things, but now I'm relaxed because I'm not worried. I know that God is good. I know he cares for me. I adore him, and then when I ask for whatever I ask for from him, I know that he will do right by me. He will give me what is good, and he'll give me what is needed. What Timothy Keller was saying there is, don't tell God what you need until you first realize that you have all that you need in God. But the question is, how do we give thanks to God? But the answer is, we adore God. We love God. What Our passage said, bless his name. The Lord's Prayer says, hallowed be your name. What does this all mean? It means that we thank God by expressing to him how grateful we are. We adore God. We don't just experience thanksgiving in the presence of God. We go into his presence saying, God, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Specifically towards you. Because you are the Lord. You are God. And in you I find all that I need. Our Father in heaven, hallowed. Be your name. That is how we give thanks. We hallow, we revere, we adore God. So we see what Thanksgiving is, why we need it, and how we do it. Now, I mentioned Mr. Rogers asking, who is it that has impacted your life, cared for you, made a difference, helped you become who you are today? 
And when the psalmist asked that question to themselves, they said, the Lord God is the one who has impacted my life, who has cared for me, who has loved me into being who I am today. But then after Mr. Rogers asked that, he said, how, how fortunate that person is, how pleased they must be to know that they had that impact on you. This psalm is about telling God that he has made that impact on us. Verse 5, we've heard the what, now let's hear the why. Why do we thank God? For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. So the psalmist is talking about thanks. He's talking about giving our greatest form of thanks. And why does he say that we should give our greatest form of thanks to God? Because God has given his greatest love to us. And in Jesus, we see that God has given his greatest love to us. In Romans chapter 8, Paul talks about this. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31 through 32, Paul says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now listen to this. Paul said, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not with him graciously give us all things? He's given us his own son. And we find that everything we need, everything we desire, everything we truly want is found in his son. If he's given us his son, how can we not trust him with everything else that we need and that we ask for? If on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, you ask yourself and you wonder if you have anything to be grateful for, anything to be thankful for, remember this. God gave his precious son for you. And everything you could ever want, need, or desire, you can find in Him. You don't thank someone unless they've given you something. You don't thank someone unless they've given you a gift. And we learn in the Bible that God has given us the greatest gift. He's given us His Son. He's given us His presence. Now, we no longer have to talk about going to the temple to be in the presence of God. We know that the temple has come to be, our, to be in the presence of us. How? Because Jesus has come to us. We have so much to be thankful for, but our greatest reason to be thankful for is that God has come down to be with us. He laid his life down on the cross so that our sin could die on the cross. He was raised to newness of life so that we could be raised to newness of life. If you think on Thanksgiving, I don't have anything to be grateful for, remember, God gave you his son, and because of that, you have life. A way has been made for you where there was no way. So what does this tell us? It tells us that on Thanksgiving and every other day as we give thanks to God, 
We give our greatest thanks to God because in Jesus, God gave his greatest love to us. Let's pray. God, we, our minds cannot comprehend how much you love us, how much you care for us. God, you've given us so much, not only the things that we recognize and can say out loud as we thank you, but things that we have no idea that you're doing in the background, God. You said, my father and I are at work every day, God, and we know that you're working for us. You're supplying our every need. God, you love us. You care for us. God, we want to thank you. Thank you so much, God. We don't deserve you. We don't deserve to be in your presence, and yet you sent your presence to us in Jesus. And in your Holy Spirit, God, you, you guide us and you counsel us. You're always with us, and we're always with you, God. All we can say is thank you, God. We can't earn it. We can't deserve it. All we can do is say thank you, Lord. So this Thanksgiving, dear God, we want to thank you. Today we want to thank you, and every day we want to thank you because we're so grateful, we're so thankful that we have the greatest gift imaginable, you. We love you, God. Thank you so much. And it's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen.